Welcome to the Parenting Well podcast with Parent Engagement Network. I am Dr. Shelley Mann, your host. And today you are listening to Parenting Well, where we know that parenting well is challenging and that all parents are the best parents they know how to be. We firmly believe that the foundation for raising healthy, happy youth is for us as parents to fill our own well with useful, reliable, credible information, tools, and strategies. So let's fill that well. Today's well source is Megan Jacobs from the Truth Initiative, Inspiring Tobacco-Free Lives. Megan holds a bachelor's degree in English and French from the University of Michigan, a master's degree in public health communication and marketing from George Washington University, and she also has certificates in product management and design thinking. Currently, Megan is managing director of product for the Innovation Center at Truth Initiative. She brings a user-centered approach to product design that is key to quit smoking and vaping programs that are now used by hundreds of thousands of people who want to break free from addiction. I'm very excited to talk with you today, Megan, um, and have you share your knowledge and experience about cessation programs with our audience. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. So just to get started, um, I think it would help for our listeners to just learn a little bit about what the Truth Initiative is. I know it is America's largest nonprofit public health organization, and I know that your work predominantly focuses on making tobacco use a thing of the past. So can you share just a little bit more about the Truth Initiative? Absolutely. Truth Initiative was founded in 1999 out of the master settlement agreement between the collective states who sued the tobacco industry uh, in defense of really all the people who had been affected uh, by tobacco and the health impact that it had on their lives. Since then, uh, Truth Initiative has gone on to do a number of widely recognized campaigns and programs to help both young people and adults. Uh, the Truth Campaign is the longest running, most recognizable national youth prevention program, and you've probably seen Truth uh, advertising and messaging on TV, radio, social media, really anywhere that young people are, the Truth Campaign is, including a large on-the-ground presence at things like music festivals and college campuses and at high schools around the country. We also do a variety of community activism and youth engagement activities related to uh, really helping to bring the next generation of young people along with us for this fight uh, to train them as advocates and public speaking and uh, give them the tools and skills to equip themselves to become the, really that next generation of uh, anti-tobacco advocates. And then within the Innovation Center at Truth Initiative, we also uh, build digital programs to help people quit smoking, quit any kind of tobacco, including e-cigarettes. And I understand that's the majority of what we'll be talking about today and certainly what I'm the best position to speak to as the managing director of product within that center. Truth Initiative has also had for many years um, a very large research presence and our Schroeder Institute at Truth Initiative is widely regarded in the tobacco control field as a leading research center on tobacco, both from a prevention standpoint, as well as uh, the cessation research that our team in the Innovation Center contributes with uh, Schroeder Institute. Wonderful. Thank you for that background. Um, you mentioned the Truth Campaign as being the largest prevention program and having a really big presence for people who haven't seen 
that. What are some examples of the kind of things the Truth Campaign puts out? So the most recent campaign that Truth has had uh, really has centered on vaping prevention because clearly that's you know, the issue of our time right now when it comes to youth tobacco. And so the most recent campaign uh, has focused on the uh, message tested on humans, that we don't know the, what the long-term or even really the short-term effects of vaping are. And so uh, by choosing to vape without knowing those effects, our young people are uh, unfortunately sometimes in the position of being like the human guinea pigs of this big experiment that the vaping industry is uh, putting out there right now. And uh, so lots of messaging with a lot of support from um, some very internet famous animals to help get that message across mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, we really don't want our young people to be subjected to uh, products that we just don't know how safe they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we, um, this is our kind of series on vaping and we have had some discussions about what are the negative impacts of vaping and how is that becoming more and more clear as we continue to do research and learn about uh, what's happening with young people who have started this habit. Um, so yeah, another program that you have is become an X platform. Um, and I know that that's a big part of what you do as well. How does that program work? Become an X is a comprehensive online program for people who want to quit any kind of tobacco, whether that's cigarettes, chewing tobacco, or e-cigarettes. And we have run Become an X uh, along with our clinical collaborators at Mayo Clinic since 2008. It's a very long-standing program. It has an interactive website, uh, a very active, supportive online community, and companion email and text messaging uh, that help guide people along their quitting journey, regardless of where they are on that journey when they first get started with us. We are really proud of the work that we've done uh, with Become an X in the past year to bring vaping cessation resources as part of what the X offering is, including some new resources that I think are of particular interest to your audience here, um, it, which is resources that are specific for parents of kids who are vaping. We know that many parents are feeling at a loss of what to do and how to cope with their child vaping. And many of them were never tobacco users and they don't know what nicotine addiction is like. They don't know how the quitting experience feels like. They don't know how to guide their child. And that's a scary place sometimes for parents to find themselves. And so we have expanded the resources that are available through Become an X to also provide supportive text messaging and community experience for parents uh, to connect with other parents and to learn more about addiction and how to guide their child through a quitting process. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that you nailed it on the head when you said, you know, a lot of parents just are left not knowing exactly what to do. So mm -hmm. these kind of resources would be extremely helpful. How would people find those? Would they find them on your main website? So we encourage parents to go to becomeanx.org to register. That's become an EX, like become an X tobacco user and register on the website. Uh, and they can also sign up to receive those text messages specific to helping a child quit vaping and connect in our community with both other parents 
who are going through this and other tobacco users who have quit and who can speak directly to what that experience is like. Mm. And is this the This Is Quitting program, the one you're speaking of right now? So This Is Quitting is a different program that is specifically for youth and young adults who are trying to quit vaping. This Is Quitting is available as a text message only program for young people ages 13 to 24. And to sign up, a young person can text Ditch Jewel, that's J U U L, uh, to the number 88709. And by signing up, they get one age appropriate text message per day to guide them through their quitting journey. Uh, young people can choose to set a quit date if they're ready to do that. And if not, they can still get messages that are designed to build their confidence and build skills uh, to help get them feeling more ready to quit. And a defining feature of This Is Quitting is that many of the messages have been written by other young people who have used the program. So young people submit messages to it, and we take a very light editorial hand, really only editing where it's absolutely necessary, but uh, really maintaining that as much of that core submitted content as possible because it's just fabulous how young people want to help others and they want to provide support and advice and encouragement to other young people. And so we really want to honor that and uh, make that, you know, part of the whole social experience of quitting. I think that that um, young person perspective is something that helps, especially when you're serving young people, because it comes from the mouths of the, the peers that they they interact with. Do you have some examples of what some of these text messages would look like? Sure. Are you thinking the text messages specifically for young people or for parents? Um, either, maybe both. I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing how the program works um, and how it would support parents and young people who are quitting. So maybe we could start with parents and then provide a couple examples for the young people. Absolutely. So for the parents, for example, one of the messages says, it's normal to feel a sense of disappointment or failure that your kid is vaping. One parent told me, I really thought I had nicotine proof them. You haven't failed and you can actively help them quit. You can text tips for 10 actionable tips anytime. Mm, that's great. Kind of normalizing. Yeah, totally. And we hear that all the time from parents that it's really reassuring to feel like, you know, I'm not a failure and that there are things that they can do. Mm -hmm. I'll just share one other message uh, from the program for parents specifically, which informs parents about how nicotine replacement works. So we say nicotine replacement medications like the patch or gum can help make quitting more comfortable as your child learns how to say no to Juul and deal with cravings. Talk to your child's healthcare provider about how to use it and text more for more info. And then if a, if a parent responds more, we say the nicotine from patches and gum doesn't give the same hit or rush as the nicotine from e-cigarettes. This helps break the powerful connections between nicotine use and triggers. That, that level of parent education is required in order to have a set of tools and resources to make decisions from. So it's easy to tell a parent, you know, just talk to your child about vaping. But if you don't have the facts about it first, um, it, it's very difficult to have that kind of a conversation. Um, so I hear sure. these 
messages. And I think, you know, not only are you normalizing it, um, encouraging them, but you're also giving them little pieces of information that can support them in having different kinds of conversations or the process of how they think about vaping. That's exactly right. When we talk about the text messages that go out to a young person who wants to quit, uh, what does that look like? I, I know you said that they're developmentally appropriate. So do they have different kinds of content depending on the age of the child? They do. So for example, one of the messages that goes to young people who are under 18 says, is it hard not to jewel in places you're not supposed to, like school? Reply yes or no. And if the participant responds yes, we say, try practicing something small this week. Leave your jewel in your locker for one class period just to see how it feels. So clearly that's an example of a message that's not appropriate for someone who's over 18, who's not in high school anymore, and doesn't have a school locker, right? That's a very sort of context specific message for someone who's under 18 and in high school. Got it, yeah. By, by contrast, for example, a message that we send to young adults reads like this. Drinking something cold, like water, sports drink, iced tea, or milk can help when a craving pops up. You can also always text COPE. Alcohol may make staying quit harder though. Best to avoid it for a bit. So for participants who are under 21, we don't send that message. We send a different version uh, that obviously doesn't frame alcohol in the same way. And so just another example of how we really make all the messages age appropriate um, when it comes to certain elements. Mm. And I love how it has actionable steps, very specific things to do. Mm -hmm. Again, we try to really make all of these programs, the young adults, the youth programs, uh, the resources that we have for adults and parents, always be very actionable and concrete. Yeah. So I know this program has been really successful. Uh, what would you say contributes to that success? I think that there are several factors that are contributing to the success of this program right now. And to give your listeners some context, we launched this program in January of 2019, so this past January. And to date, have seen over 57,000 teens and young adults enroll in This Is Quitting, and several thousand parents enroll in the parent version of the program that's available through Become an X. Wow. So just a huge response. Clearly that demand is there. Young people are hungry for a resource, particularly one that is evidence-based like ours is. And we also hear anecdotally that young people love how consistent it is. It's not too bothersome. It's just one text message a day. It doesn't overwhelm them. It's not, you know, it's not so many messages that it's annoying, but it is constant enough to be reassuring and it feels supportive. So those messages from other young people and just the tone and style that the program is written in, we hear from young people every day that it feels like this program is really rooting for them. They feel like they have someone in their corner. Mm. From the parent perspective, we do also see that just parents have a hunger for this, and there are very few resources available for parents, specifically uh, on the cessation side, on the quitting side. There's a lot out there around youth prevention right now, but very limited resources for parents who are looking for something to help their child quit. And we, we hear anecdotally from parents that uh, they appreciate 
again, how minimalistic it is. It's just one text message a day, so it's not too much. Uh, the parent program comes at the same time every day, so it's very dependable, it's reliable, they know when to expect it. And uh, they also appreciate that it is uh, an evidence-based resource. It's something they feel that they can trust. One of the things that I would imagine makes this really successful is that you're meeting people where they already are. People are on their phones, they're on social media, they're on text messages. Um, right. And so they don't have to go somewhere else to get the information, it's just given to them. Exactly. We know that text messaging is an evidence-based modality for delivering cessation interventions for smoking cessation, and it's a model that we really drew on that evidence base for how we developed the program. And we also know that it's just how young people prefer to communicate. You know, I don't know most teenagers who want to make a phone call about anything, <laughs> never mind a phone call about quitting vaping, but they definitely want to text, and it's a modality that feels very comfortable for them. Yeah, parents are lucky if their kids will answer a phone call. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. So I'm curious if you can share a little bit about what is different about quitting smoking versus quitting vaping. It's a great question because there are certainly similarities because on some level nicotine is nicotine. And there are a lot of differences as well because vaping is just extremely different than the experience of smoking. So we hear, for example, from young people that they're not experiencing those same immediate health effects that smokers typically report, like shortness of breath or yellow fingers, bad breath. Those kind of negative reinforcements aren't there. And so they need to find other motivators, other reasons why they would want to stop. Uh, we also know that vaping occupies a very different space in the culture right now than smoking does. It's much more acceptable. It's so prevalent for young people. They are confronted with vaping every day all around them. And even if it's not physically all around them, there's this illusion that it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, the, right. It's just being talked about so much that it feels like it's everywhere, even if it's not actually present in their social circle very much. And so uh, that's also very different because we know that the youth smoking rate is at historic lows, which is incredible. And, you know, that progress, uh, unfortunately, is really at risk right now because we know that young people who vape are so much more likely, they're four times more likely to go on to smoke cigarettes than their peers who don't, uh, that we're really at risk of jeopardizing that success. Yeah, I mean, anecdotally, some of the things I've heard young people say is that um, they started smoking cigarettes because it was less convenient for them, and they felt like they would do it less often than they vape. Um, yeah. That's an example of that. So that is interesting. Do you think that the the news is having an impact on cessation? We do see that some young people who sign up for our programs are indicating that what's happening in the news is a motivator for them. We also know that broadly speaking, even before a lot of these health issues were coming up in the news, uh, that health, concern about their health, both now and in the future, was one of the main motivators of people signing up for This Is Quitting. So. You know, it definitely is there, and that may be inspiring some young people who wouldn't otherwise have been motivated to quit. Um, 
but it's also, you know, always been, health has always been really a dominant uh, theme of, of anyone wanting to quit any kind of tobacco product. And that same thing is true among young people. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So you already shared some things that you um, have available for parents or professionals who work with youth and families, but what other things do you think parents need to know about vaping? If they, if they have a concern that their child is vaping, you know, where would they start? So one of the first things that I would recommend is that parents need to uh, get, get smart about what vaping is in terms of what it looks like, how to recognize different types and brands of e-cigarettes so that you recognize them if you find them in your home or in your laundry machine or in your child's backpack or car. And then uh, the next thing would be to get smart about nicotine addiction. Go on a resource like Become an X to learn about what nicotine addiction is and how it affects the brain to really understand what your child is going through. This is not just a folly. Nicotine is an extremely addictive substance and quitting can be very difficult. It's not something you're going to be able to yell or punish your way out of. Uh, you know, the, the effect that nicotine has on the human brain is often very swift and long lasting and young people can be successful in quitting and of course the earlier they quit the better it is. Um, but parents really should, I think, be prepared to act as a supportive resource to help their child quit an addictive substance um, rather than thinking of it as, you know, something that they're going to be able to just discipline their way out of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Parents need to have some compassion and be present for their kids, um, providing resources and support and kind of stay away from the punishment, the shaming, the, oh, just quit, you know, just stop doing that. Yes, yes, I think that's exactly right. Um, the same way that, you know, we see many parents who are wonderful, supportive champions of their child when there are other substances at play, uh, to really think of e-cigarettes and nicotine in that same category and deserving of the same kinds of unconditional love and support as other substances. And I think that it's important for parents to understand that use or misuse of substances sometimes is a coping mechanism. Um, sometimes it's like, you're, like you shared earlier, it's just so pervasive in friend groups. But at the end of the day, parents play a really big role in having an impact on their child and the child's decision making. Uh, so with that in mind, what do you think young people crave or need from adults in their lives? It's hard to pinpoint one specific thing because every child is different, every family is different, every community has their own, you know, nuances to it. And um, I think that certainly one of the most important things is to make your home a tobacco-free zone. And we know that young people are more likely to use tobacco if they live in a household where other people are using tobacco, whether that's an older sibling or a parent or a grandparent or an aunt and uncle, whoever happens to live in your home. And so if you as a parent are a tobacco user or other tobacco users live in your home, I think creating a safe, healthy environment that is totally free of tobacco is one of the most important things 
uh, that a parent can do to create that space that's always going to be, you know, a tobacco-free, tobacco-free space and that can support their child's quitting, as well as their own quitting. Um, you know, quitting tobacco is the single most important thing that someone can do to protect their health, both now and in the future. And uh, we know that parents who quit tobacco are a huge inspiration for their children, regardless of if their children are tobacco users too. And uh, certainly when it comes to vaping, uh, you really want to send a clear message that no tobacco use is safe or acceptable and creating a tobacco-free home uh, is one way to do that. So if you were going to pick one thing you'd want to leave parents with today, when it comes to vaping, what would it be? I would say probably the biggest thing is that you're not a failure and that it is possible to quit. And Truth Initiative is an organization that is dedicated to supporting everyone in creating a tobacco-free culture. And that includes youth and young adults and their parents. Uh, And we have resources for all of them through This Is Quitting for Teens and Young Adults and through BecomeAnX.org for adults and parents. Thank you so much for sharing this information with us today. I I believe that um, parents are going to be really grateful to have information on how they can support someone they love who might be dealing with this kind of an addiction. Um, Absolutely. Really enjoyed having you here. And I do want to just give a shout out for CU Boulder and Radio 1190 for the use of their studio and the support of their staff. Um, For those of you who are listening, if this show was valuable to you and you want to become a sponsor of our podcast or you just want to make a donation to our organization, you can find us at www.penbv.org. We hope that today's conversation has added to your parenting well and that the information and insights that have been shared here today are going to be of service in helping you raise healthy, happy kids. It was an honor to have you join us, and until next time, happy parenting. Thank you so much.